Chad, it's episode 14. 14? What the heck? That's awesome. We're that's a, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. What's the date today? I have no idea. It's uh, May 9th, I have no idea what even month I am in. <laughs> Gosh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be May 13th when this comes out. Yep, this is coming out May 13th, and it is Thursday night, May 9th. Yeah. yeah. When we're recording this, so fun. You know what's cool? And I sent you this. We send me? are even more international than we were four huh. weeks ago. Yeah. How many countries are we in now? Like oh my gosh. Eight? I think it's like seven or eight. It's we we cool. We've had two downloads in Puerto Rico, which I think is really cool. I'm hoping Do you that think it's, they get subtitles on the uh, podcast? <laughs> maybe. Well, so that brings up a question. Um we're in China, Czech Republic, Philippines, Canada. I mean, we're in a lot of a lot of countries. I'm really hoping that the Puerto Rican influence are a couple of my former coworkers. Oh, Benny, yeah. if you're Benny, if you're listening, thanks for listening all the way down in Puerto Rico. If you got the Benny in the jet, hopefully you were visiting some family members and said, you know what, I really miss Kevin's voice. Yeah, <laughs> I think we had a former strength uh, intern who's now working. For the Brewers organization down there, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the kid that got fired. Uh, oh, anyway. Boy. Yeah. Um, what do you, you want to talk what, about? You know what else <laughs> along that same line is uh, Podknife just sent us some love. So oh, thank really? you to Podna- uh, Podknife. Uh, and Podknife is an independent podcast. Uh, they give you information and reviews on any device, on any podcast that you're interested in. So if, That's pretty cool. If you are upset that you only get one hour a week of us and you want to find a new podcast that check out, check out pod knife and maybe you'll find something else you like. Yeah, I guess so. so. Did they give us a decent review? No, they just highlighted us and mentioned oh, okay. that we're a new podcast out there and we're up and coming and we're growing and it, this it's, it was just pretty neat. So we're way older than up and coming <clears throat> way older. We're, <laughs> I think we're still uh man. I feel like we're still in our infancy. Well, you are in the podcast world. We're, we're tiny little babies. Yeah, but it's uh, it's going well. Yeah. Um, it is. So let's um, talk about last week a little bit, and then oh, yeah. we'll preview tonight's show. Okay. Uh, last week we did a fictional athletic trainer, uh, New Girl. That's right. And at the end of the at the end of the segment, Kevin and I had both kind of figured that the ladies, uh, Jess and Cece, uh, were the more promising candidate. So we put it to a poll. Yeah. What the people uh, say. And this was probably the closest poll we've ever had on the. Um, social media page which is Kevin do you remember what our Twitter handle is uh, candid something <laughs> good start stay hot candid <laughs> underscore ATC so if you want to follow us along on Instagram or Twitter that's where you'll find us uh, Jess and Cece underscore uh, 51% of the vote went to went to Cece ah. so she is the best athletic trainer from the new girl cast I agree um, we also had a, a survey up. Can an athletic trainer be too sweaty? Seventy-seven <laughs> percent of you responded uh-huh. yes. You okay. can be too sweaty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was fun. And then we mm. also had another survey. Poor twenty-three percent of those people. Yeah. Said no. Yeah. <laughs> you um, can't be sweaty enough. Apparently. Yeah. I'm not working hard enough. I can't get there. I can't get that lather going. Just be sweaty. <laughs> Just get it going. I mean, maybe the other 23% work to swim and dive. 
Yeah, or hot yoga or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in our last survey that we had put up for the week, um, we had mentioned, are you an indoor or an outdoor cat? And by cat, we oh, mean, do you right. prefer to work an indoor sport or an outdoor sport? I thought you meant certified athletic trainer. Oh, cat. <laughs> or candidate <laughs> athletic training, because we're like the cat guys. Candidate yeah. athletic training, cat. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. That acronyms gone training. wrong. Um, so many acronyms. I, don't, I can't keep up. 79% of people wanted to work outside. Outside. Which I think was a, surprised me a little bit. Absolutely, that surprises me. Yeah. Maybe so, it means that we have a lot of listeners down south. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they get tired of the heat, though. I mean, or, it sounds like a strange thing here in Milwaukee to say I get yeah. too sick of the heat, but I bet you they do. Maybe a lot of listeners in, like, Colorado, where it's even in the middle of winter, it can be 40 degrees and beautiful sunny. Yep. Who knows? But, Who knows? So that was um, that's what we had going good. on this week. Those are good polls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about this week? Um, what are we doing? What are we covering? So last week, we mentioned that we were very remiss that we didn't talk about Star Wars because it was going to be May 4th. May 4th. We just missed right? it. May the 4th be with you. So we missed Star Wars Day. Compounded with, with the fact that um, Peter Mayhew, yeah, who is the actor that played Chewbacca. Correct. Passed away on the 30th yeah. at the age of 74. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to incorporate that character yeah. somehow into tonight's show. Yeah. We're both big Star Wars fans. Yep. I mean, I think um, May the 4th being with you and the loss of an iconic actor uh, and how much we actually talk about movies on this podcast for an athletic training podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to do an FMK with some... Yeah, we're going to change it up a little bit. Yeah, we're going to do some, We're going to do an FMK with some Star Wars characters. Instead of doing athletic training objects or procedures or anything above, we're going to FMK Star Wars characters if they were athletic trainers. So we're basically taking a fictional athletic trainer debate and turning it into an FMK. We're, 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 it's like a hybrid. It's like a threeve. It's there like a combination. I really wish I had a, a bomb-like sound effect right there because my mind was blown. My, what do we want to do for FAT, though? Well, I don't know what's going on outside, though. I don't know if you can hear that. There don't are worry about sirens those. everywhere yeah, in the Don't worry here. about those guys. They're just in the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> They're keeping us safe, Chad. So what was the question? <laughs> what do you want to do for a fictional athletic trainer? <laughs> so we had a request a couple weeks ago from Ryan Bingenheimer. Who? Bing. Oh. A college roommate of mine who listens to the, the, the podcast. Uh, Ryan's not trainer? an athletic trainer. He's an actually he's a math teacher. Math teacher. Uh, Ryan is a big poor bastard wrestling fan, and he wanted us to do two wrestling icons uh, and debate them who'd be the better athletic trainer. So we're going to do The Rock, Dwayne Johnson versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love it. So that will be the fictional athletic trainer. Uh, and then our our top five survey today is uh, regarding paperwork. So. Paperwork uh, and our feature topic, yeah, everyone's favorite. Sounds boring. We'll we'll make that one a thirty second <laughs> bit. 
tonight. Uh, and then our feature topic tonight is about the classroom. Classroom and Education. beyond. Oh, classroom right? and beyond. It sounds like <laughs> Toy Story. Oh, infinity to infinity and, and beyond. beyond. Uh, so things yeah. that, yeah, things you wish you would have learned in school, but you didn't. But you didn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's just get this top five out of the way. Heck yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Top in an five. average work week. Yeah. I spend blank amount of time doing paperwork. Uh, first answer, seven hours. Second answer, 10 hours. Third answer, eight hours. Fourth answer, 12 hours. Fifth answer, 15 hours. <laughs> you went so fast. <laughs> <laughs> she said it. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. Um, you know what the best part about this um, survey is? And by best part, I mean the worst part is I left the – when we did this, the question was so ambiguous <laughs> – the answers, some are in hours, some are in percentages, some oh, are just random it. notes. So this was Good. this is going to be the worst top five that it we've is, done. It, yeah, because the it, question the question was like fill in the blank. It's like fill how in the many, blank. It, it wasn't A, B, or C. It's but, okay. Yeah, it's so, um, <clears throat> what were your answers again? Give me uh, the numbers. 7, 10, 8, 12, 15. 7, 12, 10, 7, 18, 15. 7, 10, yep. 8, 12, 15. <laughs> All right. It was like... It's like a scat five right there. Remember these 10 numbers and repeat them hey, back to me now, now in we're reverse talking. order. So for those of you who don't... Uh, I think who, we're on scat 12 by now, by now though. Yeah. So for the non-athletic trainers, the scat is a test that you administer to somebody when um, you're suspecting a, a possible concussion and you have like different tests to do and uh, it's memorization and that's repeating backwards for? and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Okay, so your top five answers for this week uh-huh. in reverse, uh, fifth place, two hours, two two oh. hours of paperwork. Oh, congratulations, seven votes, you win. Uh, in fourth place with ten votes, eight hours. All right, I got so, one. So, um, and then we had a three-way tie for first place. Hey, three ways. Three-way, we had a three-way. It happened once. <laughs> Twelve each. We had ten. 15 and 5 hours of paperwork. So did you get 4 out of 5 there? Wait, are you done? Yeah. Oh, I got 3 out of 5. Did you say 12? I said 10, 15, 5, 8, and 2. Ah, no. I got 3 out of 5. So everyone who's listening is thoroughly confused because we went so fast with the numbers. (laughs) So basically what it means is we do a lot of paperwork. How uh, How many hours do you do, Chad? Not enough. Not enough. That's a good answer. Um, I mean, we had some people wrote in half. Half, Eddie, half. That's from uh, Eddie Murphy Raw or Delirious. I don't remember which one. Half. God, you're old. Um, um, too much, a ton. Um, I would say I spend an hour a day. Yeah. And I now mean, when you think most people think 40-hour work week would be five hours. Athletic trainers don't necessarily work a forty-hour work week. No. So I mean, and it's usually seven so it's days. it's hard. I mean, hours, percentages, everything's way off. It, so this was really, to be honest, this is a really bad question for for me to ask. Um, but it's not a bad question. So Chad. to get a feeling, you do you work with people, and then you got to write down every single detail that you did with them. Yeah. So um, 
And it is I, the worst part of the job. Yes or no? True or false? I think the worst both, part of the job. True. true. Is it worse than filling coolers? Yes. I agree. Yes, I agree. It is absolutely. the worst part of the job. Um, I would say back in the day, in the minor leagues, I spent ten to twelve hours a week. Wow. Paper, but and that's in front of my computer, doing notes. That being said, I never rushed through my notes. Like I, I took my I took my time so that and probably too much time. I overthought a lot of things. And I'm thinking about some of the people I worked with and how many times I I would see a particular person write in their notebook in order like what they did with somebody that day. And you're just double <laughs> double so they so they and I so I adopted the practice so that I wouldn't forget what I did that day and then it was it was also a really good reference yes um but don't you think you're just doing it twice then uh yes but a quick reference slash um I I would so this was my routine is that like in the first I think I've said this on the podcast but like on the in the first inning of every game I would go through every single person on my team and I would write down what I did with them that day. No, oh, this is new. And then um, at the end of the night, I would fill out all my notes. And so the process of doing that, like in my notebook that I would always have in my back pocket, um, that, that, that was, I don't know, a half an hour to an hour of work maybe. And then at the end of the night, it was at least an hour. But at the same Which is, time, I guess I did, what my original question was: if you're writing everything down and then you're typing it all in, you're doing it twice. You're doing it twice. the The great thing about writing it in the notebook, though, is like when one of my players would come up and ask me about something, I could reference two days ago. Or if I wanted to work on something with player X. I could reference seven days ago. I could reference five days ago. I could reference whatever. Um, or like say I'm, I have somebody on a rehab and I ask them, okay, like how do you feel today? And they're like, oh, about the same. And I said, well, you said about the same seven days ago. I like, But 10 days ago you said it was this. I, I want to I know a difference between those two. And I, it's a quick reference, right? Um. But the end of the night notes and that kind of paperwork, I usually took more time, usually because I was drinking at the end of the night. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm going to be 100% honest here. There's times where I fall behind on paperwork and I just can't okay. get to it. See, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I, had, yeah. I had to have everything You had everything somebody in. holding it over you. Yeah. I, well, we had to submit yeah. reports yeah. every single night. But the really interesting thing is a lot of times if I fall behind, mm -hmm. I could remember. I have this strange oh. ability to just remember mm -hmm. everything I did going yeah. back weeks with sure. someone like, and I don't know how. I'm not that it's way. It's just weird. I just remember like, yeah. so it was, it's just kind of a weird phenomenon to me. I, I Things will mud, like they mud all together in my, in my days. Like I just told sure. an athlete today, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, when was that MRI you had? Like, December 18th, right? And they're like, yeah, how'd you remember that? I go, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, just ra 
weird things like that. Weird crap that we remember. Anyways, um, paperwork. It sucks. It's a lot. Of, let's find out lot. a better. Yeah. Uh, let's find a better way of doing it. Yeah. But all right, that was more time than I thought we'd spend on that topic. Let's move on. Okay. What do you want to do? You want to you want to get to Star Wars? You want to do some WWWWE? Let's WWW Star Wars. Let's, let's <laughs> Star Wars it up. Okay. FMK. Yeah. So we have picked. Uh, we didn't want to go with the, the traditional mainstream character, so we took um, what we consider maybe the second tier here. Yes. So we want to include Chewbacca, R.I.P. Peter Mayhew. That was awesome. Do it again. Oh, yes. So Chewbacca. Uh, and then we're going to take the, the droids that you're not looking for. Okay. So C-3PO and R2-D2. We've said that how many times on this podcast? <laughs> Three? Twice. Jedi mind trick him? I don't know. A, a handful. So <laughs> between Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2, uh-huh. you're going to F- Marry and kill them as athletic trainers. As athletic trainers. Their yep. abilities. Yep. Go first, Chad. Okay. Super easy for me. I'm going to kill C-3PO <sighs> right off the bat. Poor guy. Uh, and it reminds me of Patch Adams. You can be the... Uh, my One of my favorite scenes in Patch Adams is the roommate is super smart, but he's like terrible personality-wise. Sure. And he calls him out on it. And he's like, look, it doesn't matter if you're the smartest person. He's like, I am the, I can out-diagnose anybody in here, but I can't get this lady to eat. That's who C-3PO is to me. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He knows every language. He can, he can calculate odds and stuff like that, but he just rubs everyone the wrong way. And if you're an athletic trainer and you rub people the wrong way, that's a bad massage. <laughs> so you shouldn't be an athletic trainer. I, I do think C-3PO would be a very bad massage-er. Yeah. Yeah. Just the stiffness in the arms. and Yeah. Uh, it's just awkward. Not, not great And movements. he just doesn't get the sense of humor, the sarcasm, and it's just so, no. so prevalent in, in good athletic training situations. Not um, very So funny. C-3PO is going to be bad. So he I'm killing him, which leaves me Chewbacca and R2-D2. Um, and I think I'm going to marry Chewie. All righty. I want Chewie al- around. Um, I All think day, R- every day. I think R two D two would be good in short bursts, but okay. I get a little tired of them for All the right. long haul. I think the they're both really good at fixing things. They're both like kind of problem solvers. Um, mechanically, they're both very good. Um, One just uses a little more brute force. Yeah, yeah. Chewbacca <laughs> will hammer home when need be. Um, but what I like about him and by him, I mean Chewbacca, is he's probably the more loyal of the two. He's I like thick and through, like thick and thin. He's going to do whatever you need him to do. Han goes, you know, all off the wall, off yeah. the wall, off the grid. He's so, uh, he I wanted is to say catatonic, so like cryptid. <laughs> I wanted to say kryptonite, but uh, carbon froze. Yeah, I don't think when he's, he's carbon frozen, and Chewbacca did whatever he needed to do to to break him out, and he's yeah. just loyal. He's very loyal. So, and I didn't get that sense from R two D two. He's gonna run off and do his own thing, and he's got his own little plan. He's not gonna tell you about. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, yeah, he's probably pretty good at knowing what he's supposed to be doing. But mm-hmm. if he can't communicate the plan to the athlete, um, okay, it it's the communications maybe just not quite at the same level. Okay. So All I right. was gonna I was gonna f the little guy, 
I was going to F the little guy, yep. and then I was going to marry Chewbacca. He's just a little guy. Um, I'm I'm killing C-3PO as well. Okay. Um, he can speak a lot of languages. It's important. It's very important, um, but it's the only skill I think he would bring to that table, right? Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure. Um I don't think he can do any he he does not move well. No. It's so awkward. he's stuck. Like he's just always stuck. He lost places. his head once. Oh, he did. Um Yeah, no. C3PO, sorry. I you're a very respectable droid, but um you're not the droid I'm looking for. And I I'm going to F Chewie. Why <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to F that, Chewie, um, because I think he is in those situations where you just need that one person to get the job done. He's really good at it. He comes through in the clutch yeah. a lot, um, where I think R2-D2 is a very loyal companion. So where where you see Chewie as that that ultimate maybe sidekick, ultimate uh, partner in what you want to uh, experience. Yeah, <laughs> I I just um, see, I think Chewie is the more loyal of the two. I so this is where I I see R two D two as being this. Um. Ultimate fixer, mm-hmm. and he does have his own plan every once in a while. Yep, but it is always in the betterment of everybody else. Okay, he's never he's never a really selfish person, which I I think you need in a long term relationship. <laughs> um, the other thing, so you mentioned he wouldn't be able to show athletes what to do, but he would be able to show them videos. That's what I was, I, I was just looking at my notes. He could, he's got that little 3D projection. Yeah. That, so would, at be any, a cool, that would be a cool feature to, at as an any time, trainer. You know, it's like Obi-Wan, up, we need your help. It's like pulling up YouTube without having to go anywhere. It's pretty awesome. I, I mean, I, I wish I could just, you know, in the palm of my hand, just pull up a projector. The map of the Death Star. That'd be pretty great. Um, the other thing I really like, Chewie has it, but I think R2-D2 has it a little bit more, is this, he, he has this weird beeping sense of humor, like personality. He's the more sarcastic? <laughs> He's really sarcastic, yeah. right? But it's like, it's watch your mouth, beeping. little droid. <laughs> and I love it. I think that's great. So um, He's got some sass to him, for sure. He, yes. And I... And I I appreciate an athletic trainer that's got a little sass. You want to marry the sassy one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> I can much. respect that. Yeah. Um, are we missing? What are we missing on these three? Gosh. Um, Skill set. I think Chewie and R2-D2 are pretty much on the same level. Chewie's going to be a little yeah. bit more athletic. I mean, Chewie's going to be... The athlete, Chewie's going to be a little bit, uh, he's going to be pretty aggressive in stretching and 
hands-on manual therapy. <laughs> He's yeah. really strong. You're gonna have to tone it individual. down. Individual. Um R2D2 is pretty much useless in that realm, but he could probably instruct people with some videos really well. Um did we miss anything, Chad? I don't think so. I All don't right. think so either. Okay. Let's go uh let's go fictional athletic trainer debate. Can you smell? Can you smell? No, I can't. You can't. I can't smell anything. Unfortunately, the rock was cooking. The rock. Oh, it probably. What do Chad you think he can't was smell it. What do you think Dwayne cooks? Now? Yeah. Um, definitely does not ingest any carbs. <laughs> that man. What What do you think his body fat percentage is? Jeez. Five. Gosh. Six. What's higher? Dwayne's body fat percentage or Stone Cold Steve Austin's blood alcohol <laughs> content. <laughs> the BAC is probably higher. Probably. Absolutely. So do you want to start with this one? All right. Where, how where would you start when comparing these two as an athletic trainer? Let's you know what how about we just both start with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Right? Um beer. He's a beer drinker. He Drinking loves is his a beer. job. Right, drinking on the job. I think we've said this in the past. Athletic trainers, for the most part, enjoy their alcohol. Um, a little wind down time. Not all of us, Chad. <laughs> um, but most of us do enjoy that wind wind down. Do now, you think that's because of the nature of the job, the stress level? Yes. Is it the time commitment? Is it the the constant run, 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 go? The pressure to take care of everything. Yes. You just need to. You just need some relief. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong then. You're not. You're you're actually the best of all of us. Um, nope. No, I've I've definitely influenced even some of the most. Uh, non-drinking folks as athletic trainers into you know it's really nice to end what end your night nice little glass of wine maybe a little scotch on the rocks you know you, you'll you'll feel a Is little that bit what better you're drinking right now that's exactly what i'm drinking right now scotch on the rocks a little scotch on the rocks um Don't be fooled by the scotch that i never mind there you go so stone cold yes right how about he talks back to his boss a lot how cool would that be Oof. Can you just give your boss the middle finger and say, I'm going to do it my way? Yeah, or would you do that to an athlete? Would you be like, nope, we're going to do it my way? He's going to be the more forceful. So he's very intimidating, right? Yes. Like he's he's definitely the athletic trainer that the athletes are almost afraid to speak to. And we... All but they know, know they need to do. They they need to. Yeah. We all know that athletic trainer that is a little intimidating and it, the athletes are like, ah, do I go in and say something or not? Right. Mm-hmm. He would be that one. He's definitely like, are you kidding me? Like, you're coming in now? Or are you kidding me? Like, you didn't tell me about this yesterday. Like, I'm drinking my beer. Leave me alone. Uh, I'm... 
on the positive side, he is the person that's going to see everything through until it's finished, completed 100%. He will stun the crap out of that. Yeah, like he's he's that ruthless, um, whatever it takes, I'm not going to stop until I win. There is no stop in his fight. No. Right? Um, he's very vulgar and very, like, off-the-cuff spoken, right? He's straightforward. Ah, that's another way to say it. Which I think can be good <laughs> for an athletic yeah. trainer. Be like, uh-huh. let's not uh-huh. let's not fart around the subject. This is nope. what's going on. Yeah. So I think he would actually be good at that. I do think he'd also be good at some rehab. Did I don't know. Did you watch ever? Stone Cold? Did you ever watch wrestling? Yeah. Did you see that? Not a lot. But I, mean, I, I mean, I think I one of the more it. famous moments he had is when he started going through all the like exercises he would do in the gym. Oh, okay. This yeah. is right when everyone would start chanting, what? Every time he would mm-hmm. say something, what? Yeah. What? And he'd yep. be like, lat pull downs, what? Bench press, what? Yeah. Squats, yep, 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 yep. what? And he went through the whole thing. So yep. he does know his, I think he'd know his way around a weight room and rehab. Yeah, he's... Oddly educated. He's well-versed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's He can be a little manipulative. Yeah, he can be. He's always got that plan. Yeah. So. There's always a plan. He's, he's kind of that, and he's like that anti-hero, right? So, like, he's. I think he's the original anti-hero. I think that's oh. actually where it really started coming about, like, to sure. be, like, kind of the not hero hero. Yeah, I think like, he's like the original one. You can you can be you can be the hero, but you don't have to be the good guy, kind of idea, right? And I think, yeah, he might have originated that. Interesting. Yeah, I Mid-90s. wonder how he's gonna get along with coaches. Mm. Probably not well. It doesn't do well with authority. Does not do well with authority, but at the same time. I bet you would find out that a lot of coaches would respect that he is straightforward. Yeah, so he'd be a good advocate for the profession. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I think more than more than anything, coaches just want to hear the straightforward message so that communication is just clear versus even the coach that just tells me what I want to hear. I mean I, I do think that there's a lot of coaches that are like, ah, just so tell me that they're they're going to be back in two weeks and not four weeks, but they respect the idea that it's no, it's four weeks. Like I'm 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 not sugarcoating anything. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna false promise you, right? Stone Cold is not false promising anybody. He's stone as... cold stunning everybody. Yep. Okay. What about Dwayne? He cooks a lot cooks a lot so nutrition <laughs> is going to be his specialty you know what else he does he gives the stink eye to a lot of people yeah he's he's gonna snell an eye charted up on the eyebrow see i think i think that athlete walks into the training room and he looks at him with the you know that fish eye that eyebrow up in the air like do you really want to come in here <laughs> he's for sure the more sarcastic of the two true uh <laughs> They're both sarcastic. They Stone are. Cold's more of a dry sarcasm, and he's more and 
Dwayne The Rock is way more of a direct, sarcastic. <laughs> I think um, I think The Rock would be really bad at doing an injury evaluation because he would ask you a question and then you would start to answer and he'd be like, it doesn't matter how it happened. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah, so I think he I think he'd Does this struggle. hurt? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Injury evaluation, I think, is going to go to Stone Cold for sure. Um, uh, <laughs> you know what? The Rock also knows his way around a weight room. Um, I think so, so. I think rehab, uh, movements, thing like that all are going to be fine with him. He was a pretty high-level athlete. Football. Yeah. The U. The U. Yeah, I forgot that. And somehow he keeps getting bigger after the U. I don't understand that point. Yeah. But whatever. Miami. Um, um, he's just the, the, the arrogant guy. Very he's going to be the coolest athletic trainer in the world. Mm-hmm. And he's yep. going to let you know he's the coolest athletic yeah. trainer in the world. Absolutely. Um, what other skill sets? Uh, boy, oh, boy. We I think you'd, you'd have to be really careful about putting him with a women's team. Why is that, Chad? Uh, he just was... Um, he's got a slick he willy. He was kind of a flirt. Ah, he's got a slick willy. Yeah, he likes pie. <laughs> he does. All sorts of pie. And I think um, the ladies love the rock. Yeah. Right? So you just need to be careful there. I mean, ladies love Cool James, and they... They also love the rock. What other skill set does he ha- is he gonna bring here? So he's funny, very funny. Like he's fun, like super funny. The number the number one thing I I recall from the actual the rock is that is honestly laughter. Like it's so I I really do think he can break some barriers with some athletes. Yep. He he is the arrogant like athletic trainer, but he's the, the charming same. he's more more charming. But charming and funny. Yeah. Yep. I just thought of another pro for Stone Cold. Okay, go for it. He's he's the one that he's had the bad knees and the bad neck injury, mm. so he's kind of gone through it himself. That's hurt, right. You yep. know? So he probably yeah. has some sort of background in knee and neck. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the rock having any Injuries, not I mean not like yeah. Stone Cold. I yeah, I'm sure he had his injuries, but who knows? Maybe that's why it ended his football career. Yeah. Can't really remember, but I don't know. All right, here here's the million dollar question. He's a really good actor. Like I love watching The Rock. Like he's just. Freaking... I wouldn't say he's. I mean, he plays his, he plays his role pretty good, but it's a pretty limited role. It's but it's awesome. He's fun. He's really. Like, he's he's good always in comedy entertaining. Movie. Comedy action. If you need a comedy action hero, he's your guy. When you take, and now we're talking about actually the actual person and not necessarily the persona, but yeah, the character. You take you take Stone Cold Steve Austin out of the WWE slash F. Um, not a very good actor. Yeah. No, <laughs> but intimidating as hell. Yep. Still intimidating. Yikes. I kind of want to find out the Rock's injury history here. We're gonna we're gonna put that up on the Twitter page. It might and be see a if HIPAA anybody, violation. Uh, 
or maybe I guess just Wikipedia <laughs> him. We could. So here, here's the question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, if you have an athlete, would you rather give him the people's elbow or a stone cold stunner? Oh, stunner. You'd rather give him a stunner? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been close to giving anybody a stunner? Yes, many times. Why would you want to give him a stunner? It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. I've actually I've actually given a few athletes the people's elbow. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's somebody's laying on your table and they are messing with you, or you just need to teach them a lesson. Now, remember, I'm not a large human being, like, and I've worked with a lot of large human beings, so it didn't really hurt anybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I'd probably go a stunner too. It just seems like it'd be more gratifying. Yeah. I've been there, done that with the people's elbow. Mm-hmm. I've shined it up. I have thrown it right in there. <laughs> Whoa! Congratulations. What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's um, let's do our feature topic. Feature topic. Chad, it's the topic of the week. Topic of the week is. Something we wish we lo- would have learned in school, but we didn't. But we, we didn't, didn't learn it until after we were certified. Yeah. So we had put it out on the Twitterverse, and we got some good responses. The Twitterverse. Uh, yeah. So shout out to Matt Nan. Matt Nan. G-N-A-N. Yeah, he's... Sorry, uh, Matt, if we're not pronouncing that right, but um, where's Matt- he from? Yeah, he's from Portville, New York. He works at Portville Central School. Yeah. He said, how to manage incorporating a lunch break into your schedule, which is pretty amazing because nobody taught me how to have eat. a lunch break. Nobody taught you how to eat. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. My I mom it's... taught me how to eat when I was really young, but I she never she never didn't tell me how to like incorporate that lunch break, and Ar- nor did our instructors. Around our own athlete or 50 athletes. And we covered that a little bit in our nutrition episode, but I think it's yeah. still a um, a pretty interesting topic. So well done, Matt. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, Jen Yu uh, from Utah State, she said, hmm. all the things relating to burnout and mental health and understanding that we're working with people, not machines, coworkers mm. and athletes and bosses alike. These are definitely things you almost have to learn on the job, but I wish there was more about it. Right. And you know what? I think that's really good timing because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, ah. I think it's super important. I'm glad she she um, brought that to our attention. Um, you can do mo- all the mock scenarios you want, mm-hmm. but until you get into that first real-life situation with that athlete um, who's having a hard time, Yeah. Um, you don't know how you're going to respond. No. The, you can't... Doing the mock scenarios uh, when you're a student, there's no emotion to them. Correct. And Correct. so you, that's the, I think that's the side that you can't teach. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, and, and now, good point there. Because there's, there's been plenty of times where you've had to have very intimate conversations with some athletes and 
it's not it's not the third day on the job, right? You you've developed a very good relationship and that's why this person is reaching out to you in this way. Yep. Um and there's there is zero way to prepare you for that. And I think that's actually why you need to build that relationship. I think that's I think that's something they don't teach you is how important building that relationship is and I I, I struggle I think most athletic trainers struggle with this line between being professional and being um, emotionally uh, connected to someone. And sure, uh, there's a there's a obviously a line there. Yeah, and you have to be professional, but at the same point, you have got to build a relationship with them. And the best way to build a relationship with them is to be real and not professional. Yeah, uh, it builds trust, right? Yeah. Um, I think me and you both are athletic trainers that will build trust through um, breaking down some barriers. Yes. Right? Um, Making somebody laugh, making somebody feel comfortable. And I think that can be construed as unprofessional, right? Well, look at this podcast. We are pissing off the evidence-based people. (laughs) But you know what? We don't care. No. And exactly, yes. We don't care. We want, these are topics that we want to cover because Correct. they're fun. They're entertaining. Yeah. Um, and that's how we connect to people. And that's it, okay. Yeah. That Big doesn't time. mean that we're not professional when we have to be professional, but I think there's a time and place for everything. So, uh, yeah. 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 So. And so I think um, you hit the nail on the head in saying that you need to develop the relationship before any of that can ever happen. So something that would have been very beneficial while you were in school was teaching strategies of how to connect a little bit more with your athletes. Um, This was a really big topic for my career a few years back because there was this sense of mistrust maybe in the professional sports world that why would the athlete only trust the the athletic trainers that are hired by the organization versus why wouldn't they just go get treatment from what their who their agent said they should go get treatment from Mm -hmm. right um and there was a really big discussion of how to get athletes to trust their own athletic trainers and what what would be the strategies and one of the i think one of the coolest things somebody could have taught me in athletic training school was meet your athlete on their turf yep right i mean i see this this a lot with strength conditioning people like they go home for off-season workout and they develop a relationship with their own personal right yeah yeah yeah. strength Mm -hmm. conditioning people or the whoever the local expert is and mm-hmm. wherever they're from, and then they have to come back and work with the team, yeah, strength people, yeah, same thing. And it is yep. a nonstop battle. It's just, it's the same same principle. Yeah. And so, how do you become the strength and conditioning specialist that in the, an athlete's off season, who they trust is who they spent their season with versus the guru or whoever, like and one of the strongest things I think you can absolutely do is always meet them on their turf. 
And for me, it was as simple as I'm not going to invite you into my office or the athletic training room to talk about stuff. While you're shagging BP, I'm going to walk out there and talk to you. Yep. Um, while you're, why not like while do you you're. Take a, do you take a glove with you? Huh? Did you take a glove with you? Absolutely, I did. Did you? Absolutely. No. I did. Okay. Absolutely. I shakes. I shakes a BPL. Like honestly, I would. Um, I loved getting out there and sh- like catching some fly balls because it was my time to kind of exercise. <laughs> um, some sun and some lather. Some sun, some, and then not only that, but like I'm not every once in a while, just like I'm not being an athletic trainer, right? I get it was like a break. It's a where yeah. every one of the athletes was like, oh my god, another BP. Yeah, like it's it was really for fun for me. It breaks up the monotony. Yeah. Um, but I learned some of the best things about some of my athletes by having more intimate conversations in the outfield or going into the cage and they're just sitting there waiting to, for their turn to hit in the cage. And we talk about a couple things, right? Um, yeah. What else we got from the Twitter verse? Uh, Lexi from uh, Lexi. Minnesota. That's right. She was talking about negotiating pay. Yeah. Wow. Oof. You hit the nail on the head there, Lexi. How about um, just getting paid? Yeah, Christ. Maybe Lexi can teach us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hopefully, yeah, she's winning. That's a really, that's a really good topic of maybe negotiating schedules too. Well, schedules, pay. I mean, what are, what is your time worth? What's an athletic trainer's time time worth? That could be like a whole month worth right. of episodes right there. Um, I know in my world, it was always this like. You know what? If you don't like your pay, we'll, we'll see you because there's going to be another person in line that wants to take your job. Yep. Um, it just, it, it, man, be good at your job. Yeah, just do just good Just be, be really good at your job because you are, if you are good at your job, you know your worth and somebody, somebody wants you there. Um. Moving on, the next uh, response we had was from Jordan Marie, and we don't have too much information on where Jordan works. Um, but she said, how to juggle the many hats that we have while keeping up with the high expectations that we have as healthcare professionals. She also said she loves the show, and we love you too, Jordan. So Thanks, thank you. Jordan. Uh, and I think that you hit it right on the head. Um, all these other duties as assigned is the, the running joke at our office. Um, other duties as assigned. We just have to do so many different things, and it's a, a balancing act all the time. Um, I think in school, everything is outlined is A, B, C, D. Um, you know, learn one thing, then the next thing, and and then. But how do you manage them all when they all come at you at one time? So, uh, good call, Jordan. And lastly, yeah, Jason Dandino. Yeah, from Seattle University. He hit the nail on the head again. We have mental health illness care for athletes, right? Such a huge topic. Yeah, huge topic. Yeah, so. So I was really lucky. I had mental health professionals around me that I could I could rely on, and I could ask questions, and I could, um, 
not sometimes for my own mental health, but then also this is what I'm noticing with an athlete. What, what, how do I need to approach this subject? How do I need to approach this conversation? Um, so I was really lucky in that, in that realm, but I can't imagine what that's like for a high school athletic trainer, for somebody even in your case where you might be the only quasi quasi like qualified person for mental health for Mm -hmm. this person that they've ever reached out to. Yeah. And they're, and they're dealing with minors. So they have to get parents involved and man, that has got to be a huge challenge. Huge challenge. Um, for me personally, I think the one, uh, thing that I, and I had mentioned this in the previous podcast, I felt like I just, my first year or two, I was just winging it. I mean, I had the building blocks of education, but I really didn't develop a style um, until a couple years in. And then I Mm -hmm. revised. Oh, I was going to say revamped, revamped or revised. (laughs) Either. Um, About five or six years ago um, and just continued to grow. But I think um, the emphasis on modalities and evaluation. Sure. um, for me, I wish we would have focused on movement. Oof. Oof. I think that's where I was going with that. Something Oof. I wish just to focus on movement rather than specific things. And I know you had we had talked about this before the show, and you wanted to kind of piggyback off that. So go ahead. I mean, so we'll go a step backwards oh. a little bit. Yeah, we usually do. And <laughs> well, like. So you get into college, you say, I want to be an athletic training student. You apply, you get into the school, and then you go to the bookstore and you buy these books, right? For like $4 million. At least. Um, that's why I'm still paying then, off my student loans. Choose to sell them back for $3.82. <laughs> so, uh, funny story. I still have most of my athletic training books, and... About two years ago, I went on a website that was like, if you scan the UPC, it'll tell you how much it's worth mm-hmm. because you can sell it back and this and that. I There was one book that I still had, and it was legitimately I could sell it back for like $1.50 out of like 14 books that well, I had. We have listeners in Canada, so maybe you could get more <laughs> <laughs> up in Canada. I'm going to send them to Canada and Puerto Rico. So that thought process, though, is like great books to have, but I haven't opened any of those books in a really long time. I wish somebody would have said the first book you have to read is Anatomy Trains. Love it. The next book you need to read is the FMS Manual. The next book you need to read is Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett. The next book you need to read is XYZ, whatever. Like, all there's so much information out there now that are or is considered a continuing education unit that should be the foundation of being an athletic trainer. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I think the foundation should be movement patterns. Yes. So why... So we're agreeing. We're totally way, agreeing. We, we totally agree, which is um, why we do this show together. The F, So the FMS 
manual, right? Functional movement screen. So it's the basic movements to assess whether or not um, somebody move like is actually functioning in a correct pattern. Why would that not be one of the first things you learn? Instead of these are all the different injuries that somebody can have, and this is how to evaluate whether or not they have that injury, right? I I really truly believe that we should understand how somebody functions. Then let's learn the different injuries. And I love that we can perform 17 different shoulder evaluation, like special tests to really pinpoint what's going on there. But it makes us go so site specific that we forget that we need to function normally in a movement pattern in order for there to be no reoccurrence of this injury or if there shouldn't, this injury shouldn't have happened in the first place. Right? So you're telling me it's more important to know if somebody can reach the top shelf than to know if they have an empty can. Yes. Weird. Right? So I think me, me and you have discussed this for years and years and years, right? Um, when I'm doing an injury evaluation, I get a good thorough history, which I do think I was taught very well in school, which is great. Get history, history, history. Keep asking questions, keep asking questions. I'm going to have a good idea of what's going on from that history. Um... I'm going to treat you for your symptoms, but all I really want to do is restore your function. I don't really care what you have going on. I don't care if you have a labrum tear. I don't care if you have a rotator cuff tear. I don't care if you have a L4 slip disc. I don't care if you have a left hip labrum tear. I don't care if you have a hamstring tear. I don't care if you have a quadriceps tear. I'm going to restore your function. What, what should you be doing? I don't need to know what is going on. What I need to know is how do I get you to function the right way instead of what's wrong with you first, right? Yeah, the people can't, the people who are listening to this can't see me, but I'm nodding feverishly yes <laughs> to everything you're saying. Right. Which makes for a really good podcast. It does. So I mean, I'm agreeing with you. One day we're if we ever get on the YouTubes, maybe it'll it'll be better. The tubes. And that so that really gets back to the the non. I wish somebody would have said, "Don't be site specific. Be global, and then go to the site." Um, you know what? I think I remember people saying it, uh, but I think then it's just the repetitive nature of learning evaluations and specific things that you get out of that habit. Right. And we should not have gotten out of that habit. Right. So I think I remember Becky, John, Dave, Renee, like everybody saying, remember. Those were our professors. Yes. <laughs> remember, there's a kinetic chain. 
Remember there's a fascial system. Remember that like you're never you're not always treating the shoulder, you're treating the whole body. But there was never to me and they trust me, they did a wonderful job because they they led me on a career of I want to educate myself more, but I wish somebody would have said stop thinking that what you're rehabbing is a labrum tear. Yeah. Think that you are rehabbing a human being. Yeah. Stop right? looking at all the little pieces and start looking at the whole picture. Yeah. But else, you got anything else there? Yeah. I think one other thing I wanted to talk about is I wish, and it kind of piggybacks off what Jordan had said about the multiple hats. As far as administrative duties, um, just like how big a percentage that of your day yeah that's going to be mm-hmm. administrative duties uh paperwork like how to clean certain things you sure. know like mm-hmm. you're just told oh just you got to clean i mean but like how to do certain things a certain way and what's the best way to do them yeah um uh, so i i always just thought that you know we didn't focus enough on i mean that's i think it's 40 to 50% of our job Again, going back to <laughs> not how to just do modalities in the evaluation yeah, and rehab. Those are the set, like eval. I, I mean, I think the sexy part of athletic training is your on-field stuff, your taping, your rehab, your mo- modalities. Right. You know, um, those are probably the four like sexy parts, mm-hmm. but that's maybe only half your job. Yeah. Like how to do the other half. If I, I mean, Maybe less than like less than half to me. Like, yeah. would that, it, honestly, you're you are putting out fires every single day, right? How to how to call a doctor or how to you know uh, do insurance and how yeah. to, like. What's man. the best What's the best way to approach having a conversation with a doctor? That what you want to say is, I need you to prescribe. Uh, or I need you to call in an MRI on this person, but you don't want to step on any toes. How do you have that conversation with your doctor? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is definitely something you will learn way later on. And then you have to learn it from different doctor to different doctor. But I, think I like definitely Jor- agree with Jordan you. had said the multiple hats to me. I sometimes I call it juggling how to juggle different, you know, the waves. Sometimes you're super busy for an mm-hmm. hour, like how to handle 35 people in one hour and then one person in the next two. Right. So sure. those waves of juggling that come at you. Yeah. So that was really the only other thing that I stood out to me. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? You got any others? My struggle has always been, um, the idea of like certifications or advanced education and where it really gets to me is that when I was in school, I remember thinking, I have to get my master's degree. I have to have these certain amount of initials behind my name. I have to, the more initials I have behind my name, the better. Because that's the only way you're going to get a job. Because that's the only way you're going to get a job. Because those are the things that are going to differentiate you. 
yeah. from your 17 classmates. Yeah. And the truth is... If everybody's going to do that, then you're not di- differentiating yourself. But then also, uh, the truth is, just because you have those initials doesn't mean you're any good at it. So, don't get it unless you're good at it. If you have athletic training behind your name, the expectation is that you're really good at taping angles. You should be. Right? So if you have athletic training behind your name, and then you also have uh, ART behind your name, you better be really good at actively releasing tissues. Don't just have that certification in that and then not be good at it. And it, so going back to when I was in school, I wish somebody would have said, don't just take classes to take classes and have certifications. Be really good at what you have. I, I, I really wish that, that that was taught a little bit more in school. Stop focusing on the exterior viewpoint of the acronym and know your sh- Amen. Chad, they got way too serious for this Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Well, Candid can be serious. Yeah, it can. It can be. It was. Yeah, yeah next week let's do something fun. What do you yeah. want to do? Um, <laughs> You know, it was a really fun poll that you had on the old Twitter page. Yeah, didn't we mention it? Oh, we mentioned it last week because of one of the new girls. Yes. Uh, um, the <laughs> the hardest things to pronounce. Yeah. Let's right. talk about the hardest medical term. <laughs> Things that you struggle saying. Yes. So and we have we have a, a Twitter we have a tweet. <laughs> we have a tweet about it and we'll put it we'll pin it to the top of our account, which is candid underscore ATC, and so you can add yours, your yeah. favorite favorite hardest things to say. Ooh. Ding. That's what she said. She um, said it. And I may or may not be having alcoholic beverages during this podcast and so it might get harder and harder for me to pronounce things. I would love for the people <laughs> of the podcast to get you slurring a whole lot of terms here. How about we might even set up a challenge? Hardest that, word for Kevin to say drunk. Yes. And <laughs> so please tweet out uh, what would you think is the hardest word for Kevin to uh pronounce while having scotch on the rocks <laughs> so thanks again everyone for listening this is the candid athletic training podcast you can uh follow us on social media candid underscore atc don't forget to share the podcast with your friends uh leave a review bad. rate us yeah lots of bad reviews please yeah give us give us the full nine i don't the even know f- what that means <laughs> The whole nine yards. Uh, always leave reviews. You know what? You know who was in the whole nine yards? <gasps> Bruce Willis. That was good. There it was. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, leave us the reviews. Share us. Follow us. Tweet us. I don't know. Do we have Facebooking? Not yet. Okay. Does anyone still use Facebook? Maybe there's an Instagram page with us, too. There is. All right. Get on there, too. Until next week. Everybody have fun. Bye.
can I get my ankle taped? Not going to say it at all. Be okay being proficient at something. You should be great at something. If you're going to get it, master it. Yeah, I think I think it's just focus on one or two things and being very good at them rather than losing yourself in f- <laughs> That's forgetting Sarah Marshall. Tony Stark is Forbes. <laughs> Fat Thor sucks. Did I say it? Did I say what the really good point was? I'm just lost in my own I lost my train of thought. I have no idea. That might need to get edited out. Apparently. Thanks, Mom.